Welcome to Sustainably in Love with your hosts Sebastian and Guilherme. We're going to be embarking ourselves on an endless journey to raise massive awareness debunking sustainability in fashion. Yeah, right, everyone talks about it, but what do they really mean? Is it organic, recycled, plastic-free products? Slow fashion circular economy business models? Or maybe all the way up to ethical fashion and fair trade social values? So much to debunk, so much to uncover. Come on, join us and let's get into it. Hi, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Sustainably in Love. I'm really excited with today's episode. Uh, we're going to have our first guest from the kids' fashion industry. I've been wanting to do this for quite a while. I believe this is a, a particularly relevant segment when it comes to sustainability. I'd go beyond even and say that a lot of what we now praise, especially regards to organic materials, we see this pretty much in every brand, everyone wants to praise this, but I think it's really something that kids brands have been doing for quite a while. They really worked in advance in, in this case. And that's the particular case of Lilu. It's one of the fastest growing kids labels in Europe. They're based in Germany. And I have alongside me, one of the company founders, Janos Pal. My friend Janos, how are you doing today? Hi, yeah, th thanks so much for the nice welcome. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, really nice to, to, hear, to hear such an introduction. Thanks so much, Gilhammer. Man, and uh, the truth is that we've been friends for, uh, for quite a while. I've been seeing the journey of Lilu from a very young age. Uh, and before debunking into your organic DNA, Janos, um, I'd love to, of course, have the opportunity uh, to have you walk us a little bit through the, the history of Lilu and ultimately how did this uh, beautiful family dream became a successful business? That's right, that's right, yeah. Yeah, we met, uh, I think it was January 2018 in yeah. Paris. Playtime Paris. Yeah, Playtime Paris on uh, three or four square meter. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. But uh, the journey of Lilou began uh, one and a half year uh, before. It was um, middle 2016. And uh, nobody thought about to do a kids brand in our house. So I know um, Sibylle was uh, after the maternity with uh, Levi, our youngest boy, um, at home. And uh, she starts uh, thinking and working on uh, a nice cozy material with the name uh, Musseline and uh, she start really the first thing with Musseline she did uh, a rabbit a bunny with really long ears and it was like a like a yeah a cuddle thing for babies for kids and um, we start selling those rabbits uh, over in uh, over Instagram um, with direct messages and so on, like, uh, yeah, like you start the business. And uh, after the bunny, um, she started with, uh, with a simple scarf from that material. Uh, it was not so common or so famous at that time. And um, we get uh, a lot of uh, interest about the scarves. And uh, one blogger, purchased uh, some, some some of the of the scarves and after receiving the scarves she she was so happy and so uh, yeah uh, curious about uh, 
the brand behind those uh, scarves. And uh, she contacted Sibylle and she asked uh, if it's possible to buy more stuff from that uh, fabric and from, from that colors and so on. And uh, that was uh, nearly the, the way for, for the first kids collection because she told us, yeah, listen, um, if you have uh, any, any styles ready, uh, you can send it to me and uh, I can take it with me in, in three weeks to my holidays in Africa and wow. I can do some nice pictures for you. And uh, yeah, since Sibylle was uh, looking to the left and to the right side, like, okay, it's nothing prepared now, but... Uh, Let's do it. So she called uh, a, uh, a friend of, of her and uh, then the friend was coming with her mother, with the aunt, with our mothers. And uh, yeah, we, we prepared some tables and some uh, sewing machines in the kitchen. And uh, that was the burn of uh, the, the birth of uh, Lilou. Yeah? So uh, Sibylle did uh, a whole simple small collection in 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 a few days uh, from zero from from sketch to to ready product and uh, yeah we shipped the, the products out to the blogger and she did amazing pictures and uh, that was uh, the beginning of the real lilu how how we know it today yeah, that's uh, that's amazing yeah. how, how how all began yeah Exactly. That's a, such an inspirational uh, story. It's, it's really beautiful at times when we see and kids fashion labels at times bring us this element that everything, you know, comes really from the heart, from a home. In your case, inside the home, building the, the collection with sewing machines on the on the kitchen and pretty much everywhere in the house. So it's really... Yes, I, I mean, we, 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 we had no patterns, nothing. So it was like uh, Sibylle starting... Wow. Uh, cutting in the fabrics and okay and sew, sew it like that now and sew it like that and all the moms were trying to to yeah produce uh, the first articles yeah and uh, i mean um, it works how, how how it looks it works good and um, yeah that was the next uh, step was uh, to to have a small production in-house so um we did it, I think, the first three, four months in the beginning. We did it really unlike that in, the, in, in our kitchen and in the living room. Yeah. And uh, then we start uh, to, to produce at, at the places from our friends. So everybody who had a sewing machine around us uh, was sewing uh, handmade uh, products in Germany from Lilou. Yeah? And uh, after half a year, after eight months, we we rent out our first atelier and uh, we had uh, three sewing ladies and uh, yeah that's that's the beginning in uh, in the early 2017s yes amazing and we'll talk a bit about that that scalability that that you are having as as a business because and introducing of course the main core of our episode today the fact that you really rely every collection on 100% organic uh, raw materials and I'm I think that and looking at this amazing and beautiful beginning, it seems to me, Janos, that it's safe to say that you've always envisioned, right, a, a sustainable organic collection. And my question is, how did this become part of your DNA from day one? Um, I mean, for you, it's easy to understand because uh, we know each other now some time ago, uh, some time, but um, 
it's uh, i think it's the most important and also for you in the in the in the future uh, more as now um if you have kids uh, you don't uh, want to to let them wear any any yeah any terrible things you know i mean we don't know uh, what is inside all the materials how how they are treated and so on and uh, that was the case why why we want to to know exactly um, what we are using, which materials, where are they from, how they are treated, and so on. And that was uh, the, the, the biggest part why we decided to, to continue that work in Germany with uh, materials from, from Portugal also at that time. So yeah. we, we, we start sewing with uh, materials from Portugal and not from Turkey or Asia because uh, we know exactly what is inside. Yeah, and uh, that was the, the the beginning of the sustainability that we, we we can also really work on it and confirm that all our our materials are based in Europe, especially in Portugal, and uh, they are also treated how we want, and it's all organic. Still, yeah. Exactly. And looking at back, and we were talking about the growth of Lilu, and it came a time where you started, of course, increasing sales order by sales order. You now are producing in Portugal. Uh, from the beginning, you were have always been very close to production. And my question, Ianos, is how important it is for you, that relationship, that openness with the suppliers, to make sure that you can guarantee that perfect quality of your organic raw materials. Super important, I'm sure. Yeah, it's one of the important part because um, every, every new day um, here, um, you, you, you get every feedbacks. You, you see how important sustainability is. That's why um, we also decide in, in end of 2018 to um, to move step by step the production from Germany to, to Portugal, because um, sustainability is is it doesn't fit with extremely growing. So yeah. um, your introduction with the fastest growing brand is 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 not so hundred percent real or correct. Sorry, <laughs> but uh, I'm I'm sure we are not. Uh, growing on the fastest way because um, yeah sustainability is is is, a, is 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 an important subject for us and uh, we are really taking care how we are growing and uh, that means um, we 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 cannot accept each wish of a retailer of or, or, or a shop to be able to deliver everybody because um, we are trying to to keep uh, our our rules in that case that all the fabrics which we are using since uh, one year now so since two seasons all the fabrics that are produced only for us that means Sibylle is with the factory of the fabrics um, in the developing process and she decides from the from the yarn to the to the um, yeah, to, to the look, to the feel, how the how the fabric uh, should be, and um, it's it's uh, also important that we have that option in Portugal, and uh, that's also the reason why we moved uh, last year, two thousand nineteen, to Portugal to be closer to that factories, to be closer to the production, to be really 
once per month in the factories and uh, to have an exchange with the producer to see the developing and uh, to be really live on it and uh, to feel touch and to control it and that's uh, really important for us that's why uh, for us the the, the schedules are, are more into it to be close to the production to be as often as possible there mm -hmm. to to have the quality 100% how Lilu wants the quality and how our our customer are awaiting that uh, quality and wow. uh, uh, yeah sustainability behind Lilu that's amazing Janos and uh, even prior I will definitely highlight what you mentioned there about not taking every order every time it's really it's easier to be said than done, but the truth is when we are embracing a slower fashion like you guys are, sometimes we need to, to resist these temptations and it's great to hear. And of course, that closeness to, to suppliers, it's, it's awesome. And, and getting to that part of the, of the clients and even your final customer, because of course with e-commerce, you now have a direct door to, your, to the people that actually wear the clothing, which is amazing. And my question, Janos, is... Um, Alongside with these organic materials, I think that you can leverage, of course, other sustainable practices like the longevity of each garment, right? Do you as a brand also try to push your retailers, push your final customers to have that care for a slower fashion, as we were saying, and maybe, for example, pass on loose clothing from sibling to sibling? That's important for you as a, as a brand as well? That's really important and that's how it works because... Um... As you know, um, our styles are all a little bit uh, oversized. That means um, you can wear it with the first purchase really one to two years. And uh, that means uh, you, you, can, you can wear it through a growing of two years for a kid. That's really important. And also, um, we, we have the most part of our collections are really basic. So that means you can combine it from season to season with the new colors, with the new seasons. And that means yeah. that if you, if you purchase one product uh, two seasons ago, it's still actual that year and you can combine it with the new colors. And that's uh, a main reason um, what we try to, to, to keep because uh, if you, if you have a look in Instagram and in, in some tags with Lilou, you see a lot of combinations of two or three seasons. And that's yeah. really nice to see that yeah. uh, the, the, the main customer of us, they know how Lilou is, is, is working. Yeah? And uh, they can combine, they do it. And also um, for us, it's really important because you, you, you talked about uh, slow fashion. Yeah. Uh, I mean, for us, it's, it's really ridiculous to, to launch or to send out uh, collections to the to the retailers in in December uh, we 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 cannot ship out summer clothes like uh, the big brands are doing so for us it's a really hard process as a as just really small brand to to fight against the the, the big ones on the market um, because a lot of retailers starts uh, or they started one year ago to ask, yeah, we wanted the summer delivery in uh, December and we want the uh, winter delivery in June. And then I was uh, looking to them and I was like, sorry, um, that's not possible. Yes, that's, it has to be possible because uh, all the other brands are, are doing that. So yes, but 
we cannot send you a summer collection in December. It's impossible because that's winter season. Yeah, and yeah. that's a really, really hard fight. And uh, I mean, COVID-19, it was, it was really a, a big issue worldwide. But for us, it changed uh, one important thing. No retailer asked us to deliver in June. Everybody was happy with a delivery end of August with the winter collection, you know. So in, 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 in that case, I was really happy that we are nearly to a, to a yeah, season, yeah, to a really, really year season like uh, autumn, okay? And uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's not easy for us like a small brand to, to change things here, but we are also in contact with a lot of smaller brands and we try to move a little bit on the, on the delivery uh, schedules uh, to let them really like the uh, weather season or the weather periods are that we are keeping it together and we, we, we decide, no guys, if you want to care Lilu, then please accept delivery from, for summer closed, only end of January, beginning of February with a launch date 1st of March. And the same in winter to say, no, we will not deliver winter in June or July, where in Europe is the biggest summer. We will deliver it end of August with a delivery day, uh, with a launch date 1st of September or 15th of September, where the autumn begins. And that's uh, really, really important for us to find a balance with, uh, with a community. Awesome. And it's really courageous because, as you said, it is important that uh, the smaller independent labels that don't have the same, of course, capacity as the big brands, that, but that you can also have a saying. And I love there what you said about almost creating a movement where, of course, you guys, even if uh, uh, rivals between some brands, if we can put it this way, or competitors, you're all facing the same struggle. So it's amazing that you can uh, come close together to change a bit the industry. And I'm with you. I think that COVID really helped even the seasonal blockers. I think they will change a bit to more uh, permanent collection. And there, Lilou is definitely ahead because, as you said, the minimalistic vibes that you go in each of your collection will lead you closer to success for me uh, personally. And, and I was hearing about that, Janos, and I, I have a question about those big corporations because, and I, I've met you in trade shows, particularly Pitti Bimbo, you know, in, in Florence, in the heart of Italy, heart of fashion. And we've been seeing this movement of, of you know, the big brands like Moncler, like Dolce & Gabbana, th those big corporations, luxury brands, they are taking chances on, on kids' collection. And we know that, of course, their design, and I would say branding itself, always overcomes the product composition, for example. So they are very different brands than, than you and others that, that we know. Do you see um, this movement of the big corporations as a threat to kids' fashion as we know it? I mean, we, we uh, recognized it for sure, yeah. but... Um, I think that the normal customer, um, as we are searching for and we are looking for to, to make the normal customer happy, um, I don't think that they will uh, support or buy any, any, any direction of, of those uh, yeah. big, big companies because, I mean, they still produce in Asia, they still produce in, in uh, Bangladesh and so on. And... Um, I think everybody who, who 
purchase for for himself or for for his family, um, they have to think about it. You yeah. know about about fair trade, about uh, sustainability, and about uh, yeah about uh, work conditions for for the people who are doing the garments. Yeah, and uh, if they are thinking a little bit about then. Uh, they will not support those kind of brands and those kind of products. I'm sure. Love it. And ultimately it may be what you say there. Sometimes it's good to have these corporations get entering the game because ultimately it can lead the customer closer to really understand the differences between the brands and time is flying my friend Janos, but I do have a, a final question for you uh, as a kid's label owner. Um, do you believe that the clothes kids can wear today are indeed the baseline for a better future? Uh, I mean, for example, Lilu also produces for women, for example, right? Do you see it that way? Ultimately, it all starts with the little ones, right? Do you believe that, uh, and as a mission, Lilu, when you are dressing the kids of the future in some way, do you believe that by putting all your heart into these sustainable, sustainable practices, are you helping families also becoming more conscious and especially do you believe these kids that wore Lilu as infants will maybe be more sustainable adults? Is that a dream for, for Lilu as well? I mean, yeah, we are all working for a better world, world yeah. right? So we are fighting for a better world. But um, I think it's, it's also important how, how the kids are growing in the families and uh, how, how they get uh, teached and uh, what can they learn in the, in the family. Yeah? And uh, I mean, if a kid has uh, every week uh, new clothes, um, then I think the, the, the word of the clothes, they are completely yeah, yeah. based direction, right? But if, if you have now a, a really normal family and uh, yeah, you buy seasonal some things, yeah, but don't buy five pullovers or sweatshirt, yeah, buy one good and wear it one year i mean uh minimum uh, i mean it 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 depends a lot on the parents and on the on the surroundings in the family how how they understand because only to wear a nice cozy product from lilu um, doesn't help the world to be to 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 be to be cleaner and and uh, sustainable it's it, it belongs also still to the parents and to the family and, and all the surroundings to to yeah to to teach them in the right direction what does it mean to buy to purchase a product and uh, to take care of it and to wear it as long as possible exactly because yeah. that's a, a a really nice thing at the end uh, I, I i have to 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 tell you one thing uh, one of our retailer from berlin it's uh, daria and uh, she wrote us uh, two three weeks ago that she purchased 2018 on the fair where, where we met the first time in January. She purchased for her kids uh, pajamas from Lilu and they are still wearing it wow. since two years. And she has a problem because she's, she, 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 she has to wash the pajamas every four days because the kids don't want to wear anything else. Okay, so that's uh, a nice thing about quality and about, uh, yeah, try to, to wear the clothes as long as possible, yeah. Um, two years, pyjamas, uh, that's a, an important step for us to, 
to do a step in that direction. You know? Exactly. What a <laughs> so way to finish. <laughs> our, our, our products are not made to, to resist only two weeks. So the quality is for as long as possible, right? And uh, we get the feedback and the confirmation that it works. So, uh, yeah. What a way to finish, my friend. Uh, I think it's, uh, we started with the inspirational story of how it all starts and we finished with the inspirational story of that longevity that we were talking um, minutes ago. And uh, it, it really stood for me that part that you said about the education that you can indirectly give to, to everyone that consumes Lulu, but that ultimately it all would, it will fall in in, inside of everyone's home. And I, I think that's a very solid and important taking. Man, what a pleasure, Janos. Thank you so much. Uh, we will for sure have more independent kids labels uh, to bring us, I'd say this more genuine, maybe even more romantic vision of a less compromised fashion where functionality, quality, and sustainability, like in Lilou's case, like in your case, can really bring a fashion world, a better fashion world for, for all of us. And um, that's it for today. For everyone that listened to this episode, I hope you enjoyed it. And thank you for supporting our project. See you next time and keep being sustainably in love. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for listening to Sustainably in Love. So what were your takings uh, from the episode? We really hope that you enjoyed it. And truthfully, our show could not grow without your support. Therefore, whether for good or bad, we would love to see uh, your review on Apple iTunes or Spotify. And hope to see you on the next episode. <laughs>